uh, we decided to do the Grand National. Excellent, the Grand. We got 30 grannies um, (laughs) to race around a bespoke uh, course um, in their kind of... um, Granny mobiles, their scooters, <laughs> and we filmed. Yeah, we tried real carefully. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we filmed that, and we had great fun, and a really funny video. Lots of great content came out of that, actually. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hello, welcome to episode 15 of the Business Mastermind podcast. Gavin Preston here. Thank you again for your continued support, listening, rating, reviewing, sharing of the podcast, the Business Mastermind podcast with the people you know, people in business that will benefit from these insights about how to scale, to grow their business, how to uh, make a bigger impact and get their business and their life back onto their own terms. Now, in this episode, I'm talking to Tim Jarvis. Tim uh, is of Film and Content. Check out his website, filmandcontent.co.uk. Uh, Tim's a video marketing specialist and the use of video in terms of online social media marketing campaigns. And he's worked for big brands like Asda in the UK, Adidas, Deloitte, British Airways, the British Heart Foundation, Honda, the English Cricket Board, Estee Lauder, and many others. So um, he's a supremely fantastically knowledgeable guy, really, really lovely guy to talk to. And in this episode, um, we spend time talking about the latest trends in digital marketing, particularly with respect to online video. He attended a conference, an event that I'm a huge fan of, the Traffic and Conversion Summit um, earlier this year in San Diego. Um, actually, one of the, the founders of the Traffic and Conversion Summit, it was Roland Frazier, who I interviewed uh, in earlier episodes of this podcast. Anyway, so insights from uh, TNC 2019, Traffic and Conversion 2019. We then go on to talk about uh, campaigns that he's tried and tested with Facebook um, uh, Messenger bots and personalized video which is um, which has had some phenomenal results for him and very, very exciting about what that can do. And then we also have a conversation about resilience in business and in life. So straight over to my conversation with Tim Jarvis of Film and Content about .co.uk about online video marketing strategies. Welcome to another episode of The Business Mastermind. Today, I'm joined by Tim Jarvis. Tim is the founder of FNC Group, and he is a video strategist, a specialist in how we can use video content online. So, Tim, welcome. Thank you, Gavin. Pleasure to be here. So, Tim and I have uh, had the pleasure of working with each other over a number of years. I've watched Tim uh, grow and blossom in his business, go on his journey, and I'm always fascinated to hear and find out more about an individual's journey through business, the ups, the downs, the good bits, the not so good bits. So, Tim, do you want to give us an overview of your of your business journey to date? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, it, it has definitely been a journey, um, particularly the last few years. We've, we've seen quite a bit of change within the business um, and the way in which we're going about things. Um, but if we, if we roll right back about 10 years ago, um, I had a marketing job. I was working for Sussex County Cricket Club, um, a job that I absolutely loved. I was in charge of the marketing, the website, um, and their video channel. Um, and I'm a big cricket fan. I play a lot of cricket, so that was a perfect job for me. Um, but I kind of had this niggling passion within me that I, I wanted to do it for myself. I, I felt there was a huge opportunity um, within video, particularly within video online. Um, and I thought at the time, if ever I'm going to do it, at that time I didn't have a wife, didn't have children, didn't have a house or anything like that. Um, I thought now's the time to do it. So I handed in my notice at Sussex Cricket um, and I started up my video production company, um, and that was about 10 years ago. And how did you get your first client? Uh, first client was uh, within the world of cricket. It was actually the England Cricket Board. Um, I, Because of the success I had seen with the video content at Sussex Cricket, um, 
a few people had seen that success, so it was a natural conversation once I'd left Sussex to, to start talking to those guys. Fantastic. Um, so the ECB, I approached them, and um, they were doing highlights for every single county cricket match um, in the evening of the play. Um, and I got the gig to do all the graphics for those, um, which was fantastic and really got me up and going. And when's the next major milestone on that business journey then? The next major milestone really was kind of scaling it, I guess. It was moving in. So I started off in my grandma's spare bedroom. Excellent. Um, and then quite quickly, we needed office space um, and staff um, to manage the work that we were, we were getting. Um, so that was the next major milestone, really. We, we moved into offices in Hove um, and onboarded our first few staff. Um, I think at the end of the first year, we had four members of staff. And Brilliant. Um, little offices in, in Hove. And what kind of projects were you doing then by the end of year one? Um, so it's typically sport. I mean, that is my background. We did a lot of sport, did a lot of cricket, football. We had a fantastic gig with um, the Scottish FA, um, doing kind of a magazine show with them, um, following the Scottish Cup, which was fantastic. Um, so we did a lot of sport, but then, then we naturally kind of evolved into corporate stuff. Um, and this was really the time when online video was kind of, just starting to rocket. Social streams were onboarding video. Um, YouTube was really kind of making a name for itself. And businesses were waking up to the fact that they needed video content. That's perfect. Just <laughs> in the venue where we've hired a room today, we've got a little bit of a fire alarm test. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, big companies were onboarding video and video was really taking off. Sorry, companies were starting to recognise the importance of video then in their marketing mix. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, this was when... Um, yeah, social streams were really starting to promote video. Um, obviously, that's now significantly bigger um, and video has an even bigger reach. But brands sure. were waking up to this and, and seeing the opportunities. Um, and that's where we did really well, that we were we were able to show what we were doing. We were able to get in front of the right people um, and we were able to get good results with our video content. So you were producing video content for brands that was, there, was then being used on social? Yeah. Social right. and online. Right. Um, so, you know, typically back then it was like, we need a video on our homepage. Yeah. So, uh, so we did a lot of that kind of stuff. But then obviously as the years, as we went through the years, tactics and strategies progressed. Um, and the way in which people used video um, continued to evolve. You know, it's probably evolving today quicker than it ever has done. Right. Um, and what were some of the projects, some of the fun projects you did on the... For those those brands, for their um, social and online video content. Some of the fun projects. Uh, we we did a project with um, a betting company called Marathon Bet, which was promoting the Grand National. Um, and as betting companies like to have their tongue in cheek, edgy yeah. marketing, uh, we decided to do the Grand National. So Excellent, the Grand. We got thirty grannies um, <laughs> to race around a bespoke uh, course. Um, in their kind of um, granny mobiles, their scooters, <laughs> and we filmed yeah, motorized wheelchair things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so we filmed that, and we had great fun, and a really funny video. Lots of great content came out of that, actually. Um, so, if anybody wants to see that, on, is, is that on YouTube for people to look for? That's on YouTube. It's on Marathon Bet social channels. It's also on our website, actually. So you can you can jump into our website and have a look at that. So what's the URL for the website? So that's filmandcontent.co.uk. Great. If you look at our production. I have seen it and it's absolutely genius. It's brilliant. It's, it's very clever. Some, the script to that, the voiceover is absolutely brilliant. Lots of puns. Um, oh, of course, because, yeah, the commentator. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. It was good fun. And how did that do for, for, for the betting company, your client? Yeah, it did brilliantly well. did really well. Um, I can't remember the exact figures on it, but it was over a million views. Wow. Um, which at that time, this was a few years ago as well, you know, that, that was a really successful campaign for them. Um, but all the stats are on our website if you want to check that one out. Fantastic. And then I think you, you, you did another uh, brilliant campaign for a, a number of kind of like first aid videos, was it? That, that yeah, actually right, really yeah. did help with life saving. Yeah. So um, St. John Ambulance. So, so typically... So we, we started off doing a lot of work in sport, went to corporate, and then we did a lot of charity work. Um, we still do a lot of charity work. And video is obviously quite an emotive form of communication. It's very powerful. You can tug on heartstrings and, and deliver real key messages. Um, but one of the charities that we worked with was um, the St. John Ambulance. Now, they traditionally had quite a old school way of getting their first aid programs out. And um, they really wanted to onboard video and get these how-to videos out there. 
Um, so we went about creating, I think, 60 or 70 how-to videos of, of various first aid um, techniques um, and teaching people what to do in the heat of battle, basically. So right. as, as and when things were going on. Um, and this, I mean, this was probably one of our most successful campaigns um, because of the strategy that we put behind this. So we, we built all these videos and we knew that when the time was right, some of these videos are going to be talked about. There's, there's going to be a reason for people to watch them because of stuff that's going to happen in the news. Um, so I'm sure we'll come on to this a little bit, but influencer marketing is really powerful. And this is actually quite a good example of using influencers. Um, so there, tragically, there, there was a story in the press. Um, this was a good few years ago. I think a little boy um, choked on a grape in a pizza yeah. hut. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, something horrendous. And as a parent now, you know, it's genuinely oh, the worst nightmare. Absolutely. Um, but through that tragic event, there was an opportunity to actually teach and inform parents what to do if you are in that situation. Um, and now we knew that if something like that, and it wasn't necessarily a child choking, it could have been someone having a heart attack, it could have been someone breaking a leg or something like that, but something that was focused on heavily in the media. Um, we knew that these videos would be perfect to actually help and, and do real good when that kind of thing happened. So when that did happen, happen we were ready um, to push out this particular video, which was how to stop a child from choking or how to deal with a child that's choking. Um, very short video, 45 seconds, I think, just the real key points that you need to focus on um, and do. Uh, and Channel 5 were, I think, the ones that really picked this up. So we sent this video to them um, and they were obviously talking about this event and they wanted to do good as well. So they then shared this video to their social streams or on their social And channels. this was a video that you'd done for St. John's Ambulance. Yeah so, yeah, so we had this portfolio of videos that we were ready to send out as and when these kind of yeah. things happened. So, um, so Channel 5 picked it up, they put it on their social and overnight it, it just did incredibly well. It got 21 million views overnight. Wow. Um, which is an incredible reach. And, you know, that's 21 million parents or people who have actually uh, kind of absorbed that information, that training, um, and now were able to actually put that into play if and when yeah, and that life. event happened in their life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a few weeks after that event, actually, um, Sage on Amazon has received a couple of emails from people thanking them for the videos that they saw and that we had produced and actually saying that that had actually helped them deal with a choking child or their child who was choking. Goodness. Wow. So, um, you know, so video not only is a very uh, powerful medium for influencing, but also you know getting a message out by way of training that ultimately, and this is an example, can save lives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it is it is the most powerful form of communication, yeah. um, and the way in which the internet, the online world has developed, everybody's walking around with a high definition screen in their in their pocket. Um, there's no barriers to to streaming this content. You know, three G, four G. 5G around the corner, um, Wi-Fi everywhere, even on the tubes, um, and then also social channels who are who are just onboarding video at a rate of knots, and you see all these different channels and opportunities. So if we fast forward today, what kind of projects are you involved with today? So today, what well, fast forward to today? If we if we go a year or two back, okay, um, we had a big change in our business, yeah, um, and we. We were typically what you would call a, a traditional production house. So we had 20 members of staff in our offices down in Hove um, working on some great um, projects. Uh, and and it was it was very much a production house. So the content that we're creating was for online purposes, but we weren't really getting stuck into the into the strategies. Um, now, we took a big shift in the way that we did things a year ago. Um, and we, we completely restructured the business, um, which was, it was actually quite a, a messy mm, situation. How often these things are. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, we've spoken about this kind of in great detail, but, um, but it, it, it was, it was something that had to be done because the, the model of just being a production company wasn't really working. It, it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't achieving what we wanted to achieve. Um, so, Fast forward to a year ago or today, we've now restructured the, the business as a group. Um, so we're, we're called the Film and Content Group. 
Um, we have our production services, so we still we still create content and we film it, we edit it, we animate it. Um, but the biggest part of operation now is the consulting side of things. Right. Um, and you know we, we've been working we've been working with major brands for ten years now. You know we're working with companies like Adidas, um, Superdrug, um, International Olympic Committee. Like we've we've been working with some big big brands. Um, but in almost every case when we're working on a production, we're working with a marketing department and they are focused on the beauty of the content. But when it actually comes to the activation and the strategy behind it and actually getting it to do what it's, it needs to do, they're overwhelmed. Like there, there is so much going on in the video content world. Um, new platforms, new techniques, new styles, new rules, like all these different things. Long form, short form video, vertical video, 360 video, like all these things just keep popping up. Um, and it can be quite overwhelming for marketers to understand exactly what to do or how to get that cut through. Um, what type of content to create, where to put it, how long should it be, what should we be talking about, what's the call to action. Like all of these things completely are overwhelming. So quite. we've really positioned ourselves to be experts in in that side of things, we've, we've helping. Uh, so you're helping what marketing agencies or corporates do? do right. so, so we work with agencies. Um, so typically, there's, I mean, there's two sides, isn't it? There? There's agencies who are creating the content for their clients, sure, and then there are our direct clients who have their marketing. And you're department. being the, the, the marketing strategist or the video strategist for yeah. those for those two sets of clients. Yeah, that's right. So we right. we will go in and we will work with them and we will help them map out exact everything that they need to do. Um, from kind of what kind of content, when should we be creating it, all, right. all those kind of things. Um, and then obviously right through to the actual production and then the kind of um, the activation of that content and getting people to either watch it or engage with it or share it or whatever it may be. So um, I know both and I, you and I are a fan of um, one of the US influencers, uh, a website called digitalmarketer.com that they, that one of the reasons why I've followed them for a, a good number of years now uh, is, is that they test for real the stuff that they then go on and teach and train and educate people with about what's the latest thing that's working in terms of different, di- different digital marketing strategies. And um I know, I know one of the founders, Roland Frazier of Digital Marketer, had had the privilege of going across to Traffic and Conversion Summit back in 2015 and meeting uh, Roland in person uh, for the second time. And then, you know, even having lunch with uh, Ryan Dice, Perry Belcher, Richard Linder, the key players of Digital Marketer, which was a fantastic experience. And I know you've recently been to TNC 2019, so the Traffic and Conversion Summit uh, in March of this year in San Diego. And... I I know it's packed full of really really phenomenal content and leading edge strategies about what's happening in digital marketing. But I want to just zone into the world of video and then say what are some of the sort of key messages or trends that were coming out of TNC 2019 around video and video marketing. Yeah, yeah. So so obviously the guys at Digital Marketer they they realise that video is powerful. I mean it, it's it is in all of their communications. Um, you'd do very well to spend a day if you follow their. Um, channels or if you get Ryan's emails um, you won't see his face pop up in a video or some form of video communication so they get it um, but you know I, I love digital marketer and I love everything that they do you know I'm a marketer at heart that's what gets me going it just so happens that video you know that's that's what I've fallen into and that's a really powerful form of marketing um, but the reason I went to digital marketer was just to understand everything else that's going on in the market, marketing landscape um, but for me, it's a case of, so this is what's working. So email marketing, messenger marketing, um, everything else that they, they talk about. Um, but for me, it's okay. How can I apply that and kind of super boost it with video? Um, and we, we've, I'll tell you about a recent campaign. So, our, so one of the big things in marketing at the moment is uh, messenger marketing. So automated conversations with your, um, with your audience, um, and kind of messenger bots. Now we tried something out. Uh, a couple of months ago, maybe three months ago, um, where we created um, a messenger bot. I'd just been to a ManyChats conference, which was also in the US. This was back in September. Um, and I just, I was just hooked on messenger bots and the power. So messenger bots, I don't know if people have um, used them who are listening to this podcast, but um, they're, they basically, they have... Um, a 90% open rate. 
Wow. Messages. So when you compare that to email, um, which is typically 10 to 20% for an email marketing yeah. open rate, Messenger, so Messenger is in Facebook Messenger, um, has on average, I think it's 85% to 90% open rate because wow. people just, they just open them. They will read, the, they'll read anything in their inbox on Messenger. Right. Um, I don't like the little blue dot that's there. Yeah, quite. Um, but more importantly, the click through rate from an e- an average email campaign is 2.4%. Right. The click through rate from a Messenger campaign is 20 to 30%. Goodness. It's average across the board. Wow. So it, it is just so, so powerful to get your message across. So, Having been at this conference in Austin, um, I was like, imagine if you could personalize video in a messenger campaign or a messenger. Wow. So your messenger bot has a conversation with the person that's, you know, the, the, the audience, your prospect. Um, and it takes information out of that conversation, puts it into a video, personalized video, and then it serves that video back to the user. And is that an automated process? Yeah, we've got that as an automated process. Yeah, so so wow. we so it's just one of the tools. Just give me an example then how that works. So we um, we had created a kind of a personalised uh, showreel. Yeah, um, I'll send you the link to this so you can put it in the show notes or sure. whatever it may be. Um, but we had created a personalised showreel. So when you watch the video, your name comes up, the company that you work for comes up. Um, little things about what are you most interested in? What do you think about when you're not at work? All these little personalized points pop up in this video whilst we're obviously showing you what we can do through video and telling you a little bit about our services. Um, really powerful, fun, enjoyable video. But when it's personalized, it's super powerful. Um, so what we did, we built a bot that would, um, it would have a little conversation with the user. So it'll be, hi, how are you doing? Um, can we talk to you about video? They'll be like, yes, or not now. If it's not now, that's pretty much an unsubscribe. You just leave them be. Um, and it's like, just went through a few questions. What do you think about most when you're not at work? For me, it'll be cricket, um, golf, or football, whatever it may be. Um, and then it just has a little conversation with them. So would you, would you mind if we um, sent you a video? And then because of that conversation, we then send them a video which has all this information in, and it goes into their messenger bot. They click on How quick after they've given that information and answering those questions? It takes a few minutes. So you have to... A um, few minutes? Oh, yeah, it's a few think, minutes. Yeah, but yeah. That, you said as if that's a long time. That's amazing. So. Oh, well, yeah, it's, it's not instant, but it, ha- it takes a few minutes. But you just keep the conversation going. So or you, so what we did, actually, we, we served them another video whilst this other video was being rendered. Okay. Um, and it comes out, and then it, it sends them a link. They watch the video within Messenger. Um, and then at the end of that video, we had a link to just book a call with us. And we, so this, we, we engaged 900 people in the space of three weeks, I think. Whoa. We had to turn this campaign off because we were getting so many calls booked in. Literally, my diary was back to back with 30 minute calls that people were booked in. We no, literally no. had to turn it off and we were like, right, okay, this is powerful. We need to plan properly for this. Wow. Um, so, so have you started to look at uh, the irony of this, the strategy about how you scale that then? Yeah, yeah. So, so we've done a lot of it. So this is about three months ago. We've been building a series of events um, now. We're going to be doing two, uh, an event every two weeks where we um, invite people along and we talk to them about video content, the basics of a video content strategy, all the things that they need to do to put in place Brilliant. to get the best out of their video content. And this is one of your lead, gen, lead generation uh, strategies then, the video bot. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's wow. one of the biggest... What, I love that. It's really going to drive... So anybody listening to this that are captivated by this uh, uh, as a lead generation strategy for themselves, is it um, relatively expensive for that to be created or no, relatively inexpensive? Not at all. I mean, for us, it's it's less expensive because we don't have the production costs. We've yeah. got the guys in-house. Um, but you you can go as far as you want to go. You can go as far as your, your budget stretches. It doesn't have to be a full-on multi-million pound production. It can be a two thousand pound production. It can be as simple as you recording something on your iPhone and then personalising that video. Wow. Like gone are the days of you needing massive, massive budgets to get the best out of video. All you need is a plan, an idea, um, and the ability to track it. So you you, you generated nine hundred. So you contacted nine hundred people. So we engaged nine hundred people yeah. through the bot. We, I must have had. 30, 40 conversations. And at that point, we're like, 
and literally have no time to do anything else. Right. Like we and, and then a good percentage of those 30 to 40 converted into business. Yeah, they, yeah, they converted into business um, ongoing projects. Fantastic. Yeah. How many of those? Um, I would say we're probably working with four or five of those guys. Wow. Um, creating regular content for them. But in terms of uh, return on investment, cost effectiveness of that lead generation strategy, you evidently did not only delighted it, it with it in the short term with those four or five, but now you've 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 practiced something that you know that you can scale. Yeah, exactly. And it's given us a confidence to do these events. So the events, um, so the other side of our business, not the production side, the consulting side of our businesses, this is, um, we've always wanted to be doing events like to to talk to people to, as our lead generation to get people into that cycle. Um, and we we know that we, we're so confident that when people are at the event, we will um, give them a lot of benefit. We will, we will give them a lot of insight, a lot of helpful information. We've produced guides for them to walk through how to get the best out of their content. Um, but it's always the challenge always is getting people to attend and right. getting people to, to listen up. Sure. Um, and it's this, just that experiment three months ago has given us that confidence that actually, yeah, we can go big on these events. We can go big on our training services. We can go big on our consulting service because we know that we've got the right strategy to be able to get people in. Um, Fantastic. And linking that back to the, the digital marketer, the um, traffic and conversion summit, um, that's where I go to these things because you can see um, – you can see what marketers are getting results out of and then we can add our spin with video um, and and drive even more. And what were some of the other things that were real highlights for you that came out of TNC 2019? So the biggest thing that came out from a marketing side of things um, was this whole conversational marketing. Um, so it was actually in the first, it was the first keynote of the whole event, the, the opening morning. Um, and Ryan Dice was talking about how you just need to generate conversations Um and he almost said that, well, he did say that, forget about tracking it, forget about, and obviously at yeah, traffic and conversions, that's quite a big thing to say because everybody's about their, their ROI and their click-through rates and all those kind of things. Um, but he was like, just forget about tracking it and just start open conversations, which really leads into the messenger marketing side of things, but also sending an email, literally five words. How's this going for you? Or how are you getting on with this? Don't put any click-throughs, don't put any links, don't put any videos, don't put anything in it. Just start to have these conversations. So how how were they, how were they dealing with um, that at scale? Because obviously they've got a hum- humongous database in terms of a massive list. So if if they're inviting a response, how would they be then and get, you know responding to that response from from their customers? Yeah, so this is where the AI stuff comes in and the bots come right. in. So um, you know you would you would start that conversation and then responses would get filtered into different areas and then you'd um you'd pick up the one like the right people can pick up the right ones um fantastic yeah and so they were using ai bots uh, outside of facebook and facebook um, messenger that they were using it through email um who digital marketer yeah um i'm not sure how they're doing it right to be honest with you um i know they got bots on their website i don't know if they got it in their emails um, but the point being is they're engaging in a conversation, finding out specifically what your prospect wants help solving, what problem they've got, yeah. or what goal they're looking to achieve. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's using the, the, the basic fundamentals of where's an individual's pain, what are their goals and aspirations, yeah, but then using the technology to be able to have those conversations at scale. Yeah, yeah. and being able to just facilitate those conversations. Right. The whole thing about marketing is that whatever marketing you're doing, you're talking to a person. Ultimately, the decision is being made by a person who has real feelings, who has real passions in life, and they don't want to just click on a link or or do this or do that. Sometimes they just want to engage and and feel like they are having a conversation. Um, That's one of the other big things about conversational marketing is it it can't all be done by bots. At some point, a real person has got to jump in um, and... Kind of, yeah, take the conversation forward. Otherwise, they literally are just talking to a robot. <laughs> I recently uh, started to use an expenses app called Expend, uh, Expend.io, and I've been del- amazed. It works. You know, you pre-charge a, a, a debit card with, uh, a, with with money, then you can you, you pay for a coffee or you pay for a hotel or whatever you do. You take a picture of the receipt with the app. You know, it's, it's not a new concept, but the point I want to make now is that 
their chat service help team are so incredibly responsive and have been using it and using it with a client as well. And there was one extra little thing that it wasn't able to do in the link to QuickBooks. And they said, oh, hold on. Um, yeah, I've just been speaking to our developer. He'll have that in place by the end of the day. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, and I don't know how long they'll be able to keep that level of service as they grow and they scale, but it's just phenomenal that having the conversation through the chat um, the chatbot initially and then an individual jumps in to continue that conversation. Yeah, yeah. So the level of customer service is phenomenal. Yeah, but that's how you scale it because a lot of the times it's it's like a glorified FAQ really, the, the, the chatbots. Um, but on a lot of them you'll see... I want, you know, you'll see the option for, I want to speak to a human. And at that point, yeah. that sends an alert to an actual human who can jump in. Yeah. So what they're doing, they, they're saving so much time with the, you know, the ordinary questions that can just be answered relatively quickly and relatively easily. Um, but when it is a little bit more complicated, which is really what a customer service team or support team are there to do, that's when you actually get involved. So the thread that we're getting through this conversation now is, is around personalization, engaging with individuals. Yeah. Uh, what, when you could have a larger client base or a long, uh, a long list of people and prospects that you're engaging with regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So if you, if we switch now to, um, kind of people will be listening to, to this podcast who are business owners or leaders in business and tend to be SMEs, um, they know they need to do video. Of course, they recognize it. They see a huge amount of video content in their social media streams. There's a lot of noise. There's, there's kind of a lot of people doing their own video um, selfies and video logs. What are some of the things that uh, SMEs, small to medium-sized businesses do wrong when it comes to video? And then I'll go on to what are the things that they need to do that will help them to become more effective with video? Yeah. yeah. Um, so one of the biggest things that we feel that people do wrong. Well, two, yeah. two big things I'd say is one, people don't have a plan. Right. They don't have a strategy. They, they just, they read all the hype about video. They see all the stats, the, the return on investment, the cut through, the engagement rates. Um, and they, you know, people are putting significant amounts of money into productions, but they don't have a plan. Right. Um, but you see kind of people just, just jumping in without any plan and then just, putting video up and, and that then they're surprised when that content doesn't get a result or doesn't get the results that they expected or, or desired. Um, and then the other thing is to, it's kind of contradicting, but just get stuck in. Like just, I mean, you need to map it out. You need to think about it, but just start doing it. Um, but do, one of the big things for us is do focus on the quality. Like, and that's not saying you have to hire a production company to do it, but, um, you know, you are a reflection of your brand. And if you are dressed horrendously, your hair's all scruffy and, um, you know, there's loads of background noise and things like that, and you're just doing a selfie, then, you know, people are going to, they are naturally going to judge you and your business on what they're seeing. Um, and remember, video has an incredibly large reach. So you might not think that it's doing a bit of damage, but it, it probably is if you're not focusing on the key things. So, um, just little things like looking at the background, the lighting, the audio, um, really simple stuff, but just have a, put a little bit of thought into, into what you're creating. So practically then if somebody's shooting something with their smartphone, um, what could they do to improve the audio, for example? The audio, I mean, if you're shooting with your, with your smartphone, um, there's loads of microphones that you can get that you can, you can plug into your iPhone or your Samsung or whatever it may be. Um, you can also get little um, audio boxes that you record the audio separately. So when you do take it into a, a video editing platform, you can sync the audio with the video. Great. Um, that's when you see the clapperboards. That's what they're yeah. doing. Um, and yes, yeah, so audio is really important. Also, little things like lighting. Like the, we live in a world where you can find out anything you want through social or through YouTube. So literally, there's so many videos online. Just have a little look at the basics of lighting, the basics of audio within video. Great. Um, that's, that's what we'd suggest. Fantastic. Good, good advice. So uh, paying some attention to, to quality by looking at improving lighting, improving audio, improving your appearance. Those things are important. I think a lot of people get hung up on the content. Is the content going to be good enough? Yeah. And that could actually cause them not to even get out there at all because yeah. they're concerned about the judgment. Any thoughts about that? 
so one of the big things we say is that you need to tell a story. You need to answer a question. Right. right. You need to you need to resonate somehow. Um, and I mean, it really is. It's hard to to give an example right here, right now. But it depends on what type of business you are. So if you're providing a service, what are the pain points that your customers are experiencing? And then get on camera and talk about those because um, that's really valuable, helpful content that's going to um, stir a reaction. But tell a story. Um, we live in a world where people are scrolling past content. There's, there's, there's this whole video saturation thing going on that there's just so much content. You need to stand out. You need to have that thumb. St- we, we talk about thumb stopping moments. So you need to stop them, engage them in the first few seconds. Um, so whether that be a nice bold claim or, or something that's going to engage them, the worst thing you can do with video is have two or three seconds of an intro slide that's got your logo and, and something that people, they're just going to, you're not going to stop them when they're scrolling through their social channels. Um, so obviously when people are scrolling, initially the, the audio is off, the sound's off. So what have you found to work to grab people's attention so that they will have that thumb stopping moment and, 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 and click on the, uh, the, the video to play and get the audio? Um, so a lot of it is it's the text that supports it. So it could right. be the actual, um, the actual message that you put, the actual update that you write. Um, that supports your video. So all the video has to have the the, the, the text, the uh, subtitles at the bottom then? Well, um, not so much the subtitles, but the actual... So if you're just writing a, a normal Facebook update, yeah. it's that bit... Oh, okay. What your video is about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe it is, um, are you a business owner that's struggling with your video content? Or are you a business owner struggling with this or this? Um, make it relevant and get them to actually stop and engage. And that's that thumb-stopping moment. Um and then if that message resonates with them, they're going to play the audio. Um, but having said that, 85% of social video is watched in silent. So um, cannot, cannot um, uh, suggest or, or highlight the importance of subtitles and captions. Um, that, that's another really important part of online video is that you have to have captions. If there's if there's spoken word in your video, you have to have captions. One, from an accessibility point of view, you will be marked down if your video content doesn't have captions. Oh, by the platform? By all the platforms. All okay. the major platforms will mark, literally mark you down yeah. um, if your content doesn't have captions because it's inaccessible. Um, but even besides the accessibility um, side of things, People watch social video in silent. They watch it on the train or in bed or wherever. Um, and 85% of social video is watched in silent. So having the captions, if you've got someone, if you, if it's a normal talking head or if it's a selfie video, um, you're, you're going to miss 85% of your audience if you don't have the actual words written on the screen. How does that work on, on lives then? Someone recording a Facebook live or a LinkedIn live? Um, it's, well, you can't, I mean, you, you can, no, you can't. You can't. I that's what I was wondering. I wonder if there was a the, the software was that, that developed enough to be able yeah, to do that. Yeah. So well, any- lives are slightly different. I mean, they are um, they're, they're so engaging that social channels promote them more than normal video anyway. Right. Um, but you on lives, you typically get the person who's talking on the live interacting with the people, so you get a lot of engagement anyway. You'll see a lot of people there. Um, so, but yeah, you, you obviously need to have your audio for lives. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, other things that you, business owners could do um, to help their you know, the success and the reach of their video for in terms of their marketing mix. Um, so, the call to action: be really clear on what you're wanting the viewer to do once they've watched your video. Uh, you can re- you can learn a lot from YouTubers. So, you, when you watch a video on YouTube, if it, if the YouTuber knows what they're doing, if they're a good YouTuber, you will see their latest three videos pop up on screen and there'll be little pop-ups that you can you can choose and that takes you into their next video because their way of making money is for you to engage with their content and watch more and more and more. So, get so the their call to action is watch the another one. But it's yeah. it's so clear and it's so well thought out that you, you, you just naturally do it. Um, but whatever your call to action may be, whether that's be visiting your website, picking up the phone, um, clicking through to a landing page, or whatever it may be, just be really clear and encourage the viewer to do that at the end of whatever you're creating. Fantastic. Other top tips then? 
Um, what other top tips? Um, so we've talked about the importance of the quality of the audio, getting the lighting right, checking out online, um, you know, basic YouTube tutorials are about basic audio and, and, and lighting. Um, we talked about getting the video, the subtitles and how important that is, um, and call to actions. Yeah. Um, so we do, we run a, uh, consulting services as part of that service, you go through a seven step kind of framework. Um, now, I'm not going to go into too much detail on that here because of course. that's our offering. Absolutely. Um, but within that, you you um, it, it clearly goes through all the things that you need to look out for and plan and the different stages of creating that content and making sure that it is content. So could you give us an idea of maybe one or two of those stages? Um, so one of the big things would be track your results. Right. So video typically is it's, it's a difficult form of marketing to actually track um and to to show the roi um whereas you know paid advertising you've got the links you've got the click-throughs you've got cookies and you've got pixels and you can um you can associate a transaction to a an initial entry point um but one of the biggest things that that we see people do not doing is not tracking their results or tracking the video content because without that information you you don't learn what's what's going well and when you're putting significant amounts of money into a production, you need to know what is actually resonating, what's getting results. Um, so the different things that you can track. Um, so for awareness and reach metrics, you'd look at views, play rate and replays, shares and impressions. Um, video engagement metrics, you'd look at likes and dislikes, the so positive and negative reactions. You'd look at comments and you'd look at watch time. Um, conversion metrics, you'd look at uh, click-through rate. Um, audience behavior metrics, you'd look at traffic sources and the viewer demographics, who's engaging with your content. Um, so that, that would be one of the, the big things. So that measurement and learning from that, from the metrics. And critical, you know, in, in, in the context of everybody being busy in running their business and growing their business, there's investment of time and money in the decision to do video as part of your marketing. Absolutely critical to get the strategy right and be able to then have the right metrics and track what's working and also what you can do to improve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you only have to do a, a Google search on the power of video marketing to see the kind of results that you can um, that you can generate. We've actually got um, an ROI uh, calculator that we're releasing, um, which, we, which will actually be released by the time that this podcast goes live. Fantastic. Um, so again, jump on our website if you want to have a look at that. Um, and kind What's of find your URL it. again? Uh, so it's just filmandcontent.co.uk and you'll see it on the on the homepage of the website. It's um, the video content ROI calculator. Nice catchy name. Um, but what it does, it, it kind of shows, it looks at what why you are creating video. It looks at your digital marketing mix, basically. Um, it looks at where you're placing your video, what you're looking to get people to do, whether engage or to buy or whatever it may be. Um, it will then score you on um, what you're currently doing. It will put that against the industry average, and then it will put it against our results as a company, um, our average. So, and you know, it is clever it like is that. A, uh, I like that. It's a lead generation tool, but um, it's powerful, and it, it it does kind of show you where you can be with video if you follow our seven step framework and and do a few things right. So you mentioned earlier in this conversation that you're starting to run training courses for for people that are wanting to learn how to use video more effectively. So have you got one coming up? On yeah, so we have got um, so we've got three events coming up. So on the thirtieth of May, um, and then two weeks after that on the Thursday. I'm assuming that's the fourteenth, or is that thirteenth? Um, but thirtieth of May is in London. Um, then the thirteenth of June is in Manchester. And then we're back down to London for the 27th of June. And then we've got a little break for the summer. Holidays. Fantastic. Um, so in those events, um, it's going to be £99 a head. Uh, you, it's, it's the intro to a video content strategy. So it gives you all the tools, all the information. We, we'll give you an actual physical guide um, that you can go away and utilise. And it walks you through that whole process, um, the seven-step framework. We're also looking at tech, the, um, kind of up-and-coming tech, what people are doing, success stories. Um, and our creative director is also talking at those um, events, giving you just ideas of how to formulate that brief, 
uh, know how to get the best brief to formulate the right creative um, and then how to go about actually creating that beautiful, powerful video that's going to make you the best marketer. Fantastic. Uh, well, uh, so if anybody wants to uh, find out more about those training events in London and in Manchester, uh, they go to filmandcontent.co.uk. Filmandcontent.co.uk. You can do forward slash events for that one. Uh, Great. Because they're going to be regular every two weeks. Um, well, they sound amazing because just the, what we've talked about in the short period of time with this podcast is a lot of depth required and an insight required that you can get from having a strategy and you'll be able to provide a lot of information to business owners and marketeers at that session and then no doubt you'll be telling more about the bots and the yeah, video yeah, but, uh, yeah. the technology piece around that that can help it create more of the conversational marketing yeah i mean what they what they're designed to do is really help marketers or business owners to just cut through the overwhelm and actually really focus on what they need to create because a lot of companies they don't need to worry about Instagram stories, they don't need to worry about vertical video, they don't need to worry about 360 video or this or that, you know, it's going to be different for each person. But if you go through this series of steps, you will be able to identify what is right for you and then you can focus and you can go big on that instead of thinking, oh, I need to create all this content and it needs to be across the, all the social sphere, it needs to be on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit. Like It, it doesn't have to be. Your audience, typically your audience will spend a lot of time in one place so we need to make sure that we're creating content that's going to resonate for them and that's going to grab them and and take them into your website or or whatever it may be um and you need to make sure you're creating the right kind of content that's going to resonate for them there's there's a lot that goes into that but this framework really helps um just to still all that information i guess fantastic um Tim, we had a huge amount of benefit and value that we're in the short conversation. Thank you so much. But just before we go, I just I know you've had a um, ups and downs in business as virtually every person in business. In that fact, I was having an end of a meeting yesterday with somebody and he said, uh, oh, it's challenging. I said, yeah, but that's business. You know, we're designed to, you know, there's the challenge that we have. I believe that we are equipped to be able to deal with that challenge and we're ready for that next challenge. Um what helped you when you were going through a, a you know a challenging time when you were restructuring the business in terms of your own kind of personal resilience and tenacity and sticking with it? Was there something that you did or was it an amazing help to you that really helped you get through the tough time in business? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, first of all, business is hard. Yeah. It is hard, man. It is, it is. Business owners are a different breed. Like, Obviously, I mean, everyone, you always hear this and stories online. If you follow entrepreneurs on, online, um, people, people think running a business is a glamorous life. They don't see the hard work. Um, and I remember it. I, rem- I remember this so clearly. This was on my 30th birthday and I've spoken to you about this before, but I remember literally on the night of my birthday, my 30th birthday at midnight, I was, I was in bits. I was in pieces. Things weren't going right at work. I was under so much pressure. And I remember I wrote you an email because you, you, you helped me at the time. And I was, I just poured myself out to you. And I was just like, I am struggling so much. This is literally like I'm turning 30. It's like a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. There was so much pressure at work. There yeah. was so much going on yeah. and I, I couldn't cope. Um, and I've, I've actually got that email pinned up on my wall, really? printed out and pinned up on my wall, yeah. just to remind you, like, it's hard work. And, you know, but you go through, you go through the tough times to to get the good. So, and that, you know, that's what everybody sees. Everybody sees the good. Actually, at Traffic and Conversions, they had a brilliant speaker. I don't know if you've um, heard of her, or if the listeners heard of her, Rachel Hollis. Brilliant motivational speaker, I'll big in the US. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things she was talking about was that the the negative influence that social media has on people. So obviously you only you only see what people are doing right. So if you, if you're in business, um you if you if you you can Google something, okay, how do I do this or this isn't quite going right or whatever it may be. And you if you can't find the Google you'll then start looking um if you can't start find the Google result, you'll then start looking on social channels and you'll look at other business people and you'll judge yourself on what those other business people are doing. Yes. But you only see the benefit, you only see the good things sure. that that people are doing. And it's all it's it's all plastic, it's all just painting over the cracks. You don't see the negative side of things, you don't see the hard work that goes, you don't see the failures, 
you don't see those horrendous conversations or when you've had to let people go or mm. you don't see that side of things. Um, and it's probably, that's one of the most damaging things that particularly business owners can do is to go onto social and look at other, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs or business owners who look like they're absolutely killing it and you judge yourself because you know all, all the horrendous things and awful things that are happening in your business and the pressure's on you, but you don't see that because all you see is people's Insta life. And it's just, it's so negative. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things I've, I've literally stopped using Instagram. I've deleted the Instagram app off my phone. I've deleted the Facebook app off my phone. Um, sometimes I have to use them for business. Mm -hmm. I just do it on my computer now. Um, and oh, that's an interesting little hack then. So you're taking it off your phone, but for when you're using it for business purposes and you're using it for marketing purposes, yeah, and you're just using it on your laptop. Yeah, I'll just do it on my laptop. And naturally, you do you you then yeah, start yeah. commenting on your friends' things, and of course. Like that. But um, and what's been the impact on you in terms of mindset? Um, my, I also think that business owners are so resilient. Like you have to have resilience because yeah. you are you are just you're going to go through really tough times, but um, the tough times and the failures, without them, you would never grow. You would never Quite. become, um, you, you look at some of the most successful business people, the amount of failures they've gone through to, to actually crack it and to be yes. where they are now. Like you, you have to go through it. And normal people, like not entrepreneurs or not business owners, they don't go through that. They don't yeah. get it. They have their nice cushy job and they get their pay at the end of every month and they don't have to worry about what that says. Sure, there's other stresses in people's lives, but they don't have that. They don't understand that. So I would say that it's a resilience and it's just focusing on why you got into it in the first place. Yes. And for me, it was that buzz of making people um, react to the video content, wow. um, being able to influence people, um, not, in a, not in a negative way, obviously, no, no, no. Good, but being able, yeah. being able to, to make a, a difference in people's lives. Um, but now more recently, it's providing for my family. And, it, you know, that's the thing that drives me. And when things are tough, and they still are tough, like, you know, challenges still come up and you still have to deal with situations. Um, people, they, they literally they don't see the sleepless nights. They don't see all the work that goes into it. They don't see the failures. They don't see that sense of guilt. They don't, all these things that, that us as business owners feel and from, a, you know, on a day-to-day basis they don't see that so it's it's for me it's being able to focus on why you're really doing it and this and what that's really, a really important to piece because that's what keeps the fire burning in the belly yeah, doesn't it in terms of helping you to absolutely. really progress uh, i don't know whether you've seen that jay shetty youtube video where he does the heartbeat about life being about ups and downs mm-hmm. um it's, uh, it, it's brilliant and i think the, one of the things he says is there is no proven case study anywhere that success is a is a straight upward line you know it is linear it's not it's ups and downs and he draws the analogy of a, a heartbeat monitor and he says you know I, i'm drawing it in the air now which is what he does on the video which you obviously can't see but he's saying that uh it's flat and consistent the straight line that's dead you know the ups and the downs the heartbeat that's that's yeah. living yeah. and you know night follows day um sun follows rain you know we have these uh, contrasts in life good times follow bad times uh, we have these contrasts in life I think to help us appreciate the good times but yeah. also to help us develop the knowledge the skills the grit to get through the challenges so that we're ready for the next level of pressure um, the stuff that's thrown at us um, I remember again this conversation that finished off yesterday actually with the individuals I used to go to I used to have a job that worked in the city worked in the markets and at the end of every day I didn't need to think about work because I didn't know what the markets were going to do the next day and I remember thinking oh I wish I had a bit more of a challenge and he says now I'm running a business we've got 20 staff there's three of us we've got to hit certain revenue targets every month to you know to, to, to pay the bills and he said boy <laughs> What, what on earth did I wish for? Because yeah. I've got that extra challenge. Yeah. And to my response, well, we were ready for it then. Yeah. yeah. And I think when we're presented with those challenges, we do one or two things. We either roll over or we grow bigger than the problem and um, we find a way to grow as a human being and um, up our game. Yeah. One of the best examples of that and one that really resonates with me right now because of my sporting background is the whole Tiger Woods story. Of course, absolutely. Amazing. absolutely unbelievable. So at the time of this recording, Tiger Woods, last week, last weekend, um, he won the Masters um, after 
11 years of not winning a major and the journey that guy has been you know people will have their thoughts on him the things that he's done but one of the things that you look at that he's never shied away he's always he's always taken the blame he's never made excuses and that's that's one big thing I would say don't make excuses um, be open and honest as to why a situation has happened and he he's had a horrendous few years he, he was you know two years ago he was never playing golf again because of his his back and he's he, he had three major operations on his back really? he was told he's, he's never going to play golf again obviously everything that's happened in his personal life sure. and, and things like that um but the way that guy's bounced back after everybody has written him off like you just think oh my god that guy is just he is so strong-minded and, and that it really resonates with me because you go through these challenges and it, the people that survive, the people who do well, are the ones who can just face up to it and then just crack on. And I think that's that's really what you know business owners need to do because they're going to come up against challenges. I remember at a time in, in, in my life where I'd had uh, a, a lot of uh, things came at once. So a, a personal relationship had not, not worked out, a business relationship hadn't worked out. Um, my dad told me he had cancer and I, I tell this story but one of the things that I often say is one of the mentors I had at the time was one of the strategies she gave me to to really help me was just saying concentrate on putting just one foot in front of the other they just watch your next step watch your next step so when you have a lot of pressure on you a lot of things aren't going right things do feel incredibly overwhelming watch your next step mm-hmm. just take your next step and then, and then gradually the path will open up and you'll work your way yeah. through it yeah I can really resonate with that as well it's about having a plan because you are going to have your off days and like there's, there's even days now where I don't want to get out of bed in the morning mm. because of the challenges I know that are coming up and I mean it's so much better than it was a couple of years ago but you know when I was going through that horrendous time that I spoke about a little bit earlier you just don't want to do anything that's why you need a plan like just and you know same for your video marketing same for your, your other marketing same for your business have a plan because you know when you are wobbling you know that what you're working towards is is what you want to achieve yeah. and you've got a plan to get there so as long as you are like you said putting one step forward you're gradually gradually getting there and it's also to recognize not give yourself a half time if you if you are having a bad day you're human you know yeah. and, you, and, and you're dealing you're dealing with some of the stresses and the strains of real life and you lay it on top of that the fact that the that you've got a family you've got um time and emotional commitments to to, to your partner and your family you've got bills to pay all of these things start to build and I think uh, having a plan can really help you get create the structure of what you're going to do each day and help you get through those periods of overwhelm. Yeah, yeah. The two things I say is one, business mentors have been massive for me and I still work closely with business mentors or, you know, people outside of the business but who can just help, who have been there and done it and can just keep you on track and kind of see if you're, if you're wobbling or if you're failing. They can help you just focus back on things. But the other thing, and I'm not saying this just because this is what you guys are doing, but join a mastermind because that's where you really do see what goes on in other businesses. Because on social channels, on press releases, on people's blogs, you can't see it because, you know, that their shareholders or their stakeholders can't, can't feel that there is uh, bad things happening in the company or difficulties. If you're in a mastermind within closed doors with other business owners, who can actually open up and can talk about challenges, actually feel like, actually, this isn't just me. This this is these other guys. And, you know, I was on your mastermind three years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that helped me no end. And the relationships I built through that are actually, one of my business mentors now, business partner, was in... Was um, in that mastermind. Yeah, was in that mastermind. Yeah. So that's one of the big things. And that's not just a plug to what you guys are doing. But no, but it's such a good uh, mechanism for people to know that they're not alone. Yeah. Um, you can often feel in your own business that, is it just me? Am I, am I the one that's making all the mistakes? Because uh, back to that veneer that you see on social media, but when you actually get behind the closed doors in a business mastermind, you actually realise you're not alone. These challenges are regular they're common they're normal yeah. and as a result of that there's our strategies and ways of dealing with that yeah yeah, yeah. fantastic um well i'm delighted to, to hear of the ongoing growth of, of you personally tim but also of film and content um the new training programs both in london and in manchester i'm sure are going to be a real hit tim and his team are first class check out their website www.filmandcontent.co.uk uh, social media channels they can follow you on 
Um, yeah, so all the major ones, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube, obviously. Well, I would say jump on our website and then follow them from there. Um, Great. Because we've got we've got various channels for different things. So, um, yeah, so jump on the one that, that resonates with you guys. Fantastic. Tim, thank you so much for your time today yeah. and for sharing uh, the latest insights around video and where people can find out more about video in their marketing mix. And what was a really heartfelt conversation about resilience and perseverance in business. Tim, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. This episode of The Business Mastermind is brought to you by The Evolve Mastermind. The Evolve Mastermind is a business mastermind for business owners of businesses turning over between 500,000 and 5 million per annum. Their monthly events provide you with solutions, strategies, inspiration and insights to help you scale and grow your business. Each month there's a hand-picked speaker to provide you with relevant strategies plus time to mastermind with other business owners on issues that are facing you and your business. With groups in Chelmsford in Essex and Manchester in the Northwest and more locations planned, go to www.the-evolve-mastermind.co.uk. That's www.the-evolve-mastermind.co.uk. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success, and create more impact.